Welcome to the Pen and the Yod. This week's Torah portion is Vayeshev. Rabbi Michael Siegel of Anshayamit Synagogue in Chicago sits down with author Jonathan Eig and talks about the choice between being right and doing right in terms of our most important relationships. What do we do when we're faced with a situation that calls for action? I Some... the other way, usually. <laughs> I'm, with you. I'm right behind you. <laughs> but there's sometimes... There are times when not acting is going to have severe consequences, but acting can also have severe consequences. What happens when we try to finesse the situation, outsmart everybody and sort of just manage the whole thing, and the whole thing blows up in your face? Did you ever have a... Yeah, you go halfway because you don't want to offend one party. You don't want to sit on your butt and do nothing, so you kind of put your, your toe in the water, and then it, 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 sometimes it's worse than having... Um, not acted at all. Exactly. What happens when people don't read the script you wrote? Right. So this is exactly what happens to Ruvain in the Torah reading for this week, Vayeshev. We know the story of Joseph and his brothers. We've seen the movie, maybe the play. But the brothers have a deep and abiding resentment toward their brother, much of which has nothing to do with him but who his mother is because of the tension in the house between the sons of Leah and the son of Rachel, meaning Joseph, and Jacob's relationship with these women. And it's all bound up. And Joseph doesn't do himself any favors by being such a braggart about his dreams. But the moment comes when the father sends him to seek the welfare of his brothers, to go and be with them. And the brothers see him from afar, and they say, here comes the dreamer. Let's see what's going to happen with his dreams now. And they come up with a plan. Simple. They're going to kill him, throw him in a pit, and then tell Jacob that he was, he was eaten by a wild animal. And no one will be the wiser. They'll be rid of him, and they'll all live happily ever after. But Ruvain is the oldest son, and he stands up, and he, and, and he convinces his brothers not to kill him, but to put him in a pit. And Ruvain's thinking to himself, will... Well, things will calm down, and I will then return Joseph back to his father. And I think also, I'm the oldest son. I have the responsibility for all this. What he doesn't do is to do nothing, or to, to have the brothers do nothing. In other words, they're going to do it halfway. Okay, they won't kill him, but they're going to put him in a pit. He doesn't want to confront his brothers. Yeah, well, he's called to action, and he goes milquetoast. He, he waffles. He it's you know in every great story in every great book and movie there's the call the hero's call to action and often the hero resists that call to action at first and then responds and that's what makes them the hero they go all in uh, you know Luke Skywalker would not be the hero if he just said well I'll give you a battle plan and then I'm out of here um, Martin Luther King would not be the hero if he said well I'll join the NAACP and, and, and make a contribution to your cause um, you've got to go all in the problem is that we only tell the story of stories of those who succeed those who stay on the sidelines and fail don't get written about they don't get movies made about them Right, and you hear that you read the stories of Purple Heart recipients, right, and what they did, and the decisions they made in the moment that saved others, sometimes an entire platoon. That's going all the way, and sometimes going all the way is the difference between life and death, and it can make all the difference. And Ruvain doesn't do this because he walks away for a while with Joseph in the pit. And while he's doing whatever he's doing, a, a caravan of Ishmaelites come by, and the brothers say, 
oh, we'll make a quick buck and get rid of our brother once and for all. We didn't kill him. We just sold him into slavery. Not so bad. And they do. And Ruvain comes back and sees that Joseph is not in the pit. He tears his clothes. It's a sign of mourning. He realizes what has taken place. Returning to his brothers, he said, the boy is gone. Now what am I to do? It's that moment when you say, I had a chance to do something great, but I didn't do it. I only went halfway. Yeah, the tricky thing here is that we all have moments where we don't act and we look back and say, what would have happened if I'd launched that business uh, when I was young and had this idea uh, to invent the internet? Or what would have happened if I'd asked out that woman who I met at that party? What would have happened? But those are unanswerable questions. We can only tell the stories of the actions that we did take, whether they ended in success or failure. So there's a bias here in that the hero's journey is the only stories we hear because we can't write about something that didn't happen. Those are all examples of decisions that affect us. The thing I didn't do, could have done, should have done, what would have happened. But in this story, it's the heroic effort that needs to be made for other people. In a world where, and I, I see this, you see this in schools today, the bullying that goes on, the cyberbullying, and people don't speak out. Why don't they speak out? Because it's not unlikely that they're going to become the target of someone else. And if I get involved, then, then what's going to happen to me? So as a result, people are thrown in the pit, if you will, and their lives are forever changed. They're kind of sold down the river. So maybe um, the moral of the story or the point of, uh, of Reuben and his experience is that the call to action is more important and ought to be weighed much more heavily when it's not about you. I'm talking, as usual, I gave all these selfish <laughs> examples of uh, actions that, that would have affected the course of an individual's life, and you are calling me out and saying, when there's an issue that affects the larger community, when it affects someone other than yourself, the call to action, the responsibility to act is greater. There's no question. One wonders, by the way, and you see in the story the after effects of this, because they're going to go back, the brothers are going to go back to Jacob, and they're going to take that beautiful tunic of his, the multicolored coat, and they're going to dip it in the blood of an animal. And they're going to hold it in front of their father and say, do you recognize these, father? Of course, it's a unique coat. He knows whose coat it is. Such is their anger. But Ruvain doesn't say anything. He doesn't say, let's save him, right? He doesn't do that. He's come to the conclusion he still is unwilling to take the risk, and he's unwilling to take responsibility. He's going to let it go. And so this becomes kind of an unspoken issue. Ruven has to carry the weight of this for the rest of his life. The failure to act has consequences that, that we carry with us. It and doesn't just stop then. So what's Ruben's flaw, and where does God play into this? Does faith in God give you the larger sense of community, the knowledge that you need to act on behalf of something greater than yourself? What's the missing piece for him, you think? Courage. <laughs> uh -huh. Let's start with that. In this particular case, Ruvain is the oldest son. So the expectation is, is that he's going to set the example. He's going to do the right thing. He's going to make sure that the household is safe. His flaw is that he is unwilling to take the risk for himself fully because these brothers have shown in the past a violent predilection. So they could have killed him too. They could have thrown him in the pit. But we'll never know what would have happened. We'll never know what the story could have been because there are moments when you have to act. Now, where does God fit into this? 
Well, you could say not at all, or you could say fully, because a person with faith is the person who feels that there is a standard of action that's not based upon what everyone else is doing. There's a standard of action that God expects from us. And my relationship with God demands that I be aware of that and take the risk. So Abraham is going to take the risk. Joseph is going to take the risk. Moses is going to take the risk. And I think that that's part of not who we are, but who we can be. It isn't just God, although I think that God plays an important role in Jewish thought. It's also about reading about real-life heroes, learning from them, so that the day might come when you're going to be called on to take the risk, and hopefully you're going to be the one to do it. I don't think it's an innate quality. I think it's a learned quality. Yeah, I would agree with you, and I think that it comes from religion. You see so many of the people who've taken these stands throughout history who have been people from religious backgrounds because there's a moral code that's being taught in the religion, and because there's this faith in something bigger than yourself that, that you're being called to action by someone who sees the big picture. Well, think about Muhammad Ali. His decision to embrace Islam was something I don't think that anyone would have expected from him. How do you explain that? Well, he wasn't um, a political person. He wasn't a deeply religious person. He had problems with the Baptist church that he grew up in. He didn't understand why they prayed to a white Jesus, even as a little kid. It just didn't make sense to him. But he didn't rebel against it. He just was apathetic. And then I think he found this religion that spoke to him in a way that he'd never been spoken to before, that said, look, the world can be different than you see it. And there's a possibility that all the things that you've been taught were wrong. And he loved that idea that he could fight against the mainstream and that this religion would give him the support to do that. Right, but he's the story of the guy who took it all the way. And all of the things that people warned him were going to happen did happen. He lost the title. He lost years of his fighting life, if you will. He was at the top of his game. He paid the price. What was it inside of him that made him pay? Was it because he aligned himself with something higher than himself? I think he truly believed that Elijah Muhammad was a prophet of God and that he was being called to do this and that it was bigger than him. He said he would take a bullet. He would give. It wasn't just the millions of dollars. And remember, when he um, lost the heavyweight championship because he refused to fight in Vietnam, he didn't know that it was just going to be for three and a half years that he was going to be banned from boxing. He assumed it was permanent. And he was he was probably smart. Or that was probably the, the, the rational view of the situation. So he was willing to give up everything because this was his faith, because he believed in Allah, and he believed in the prophet Elijah Muhammad, and when your beliefs are, beliefs are sincere and you feel like you're being called to something bigger than yourself, then the effect on your own life isn't the most important thing. So I guess we might conclude with this idea. How do you want to be remembered? If Abraham wouldn't have gone and followed God from Haran, we would have never heard about him again. Chances are there'd be no Christianity, no Islam. If Ruvain would have made a different choice the story would have been very different. And Ruvain might have been a hero who we all talked about exactly instead of somebody right. whose name I keep mispronouncing. <laughs> That's All of us have moments, maybe not quite as dramatic, but all of us can make a difference. And are we willing to align ourselves to a higher standard than the one of what, it, what everyone else is doing? And not just point, well, that, why should I do that? Everyone else does the same thing. When it, the real question is, Maybe this is my moment. Maybe this is my Ruvain moment to be something more. <laughs>